goat and I drink my own milk. Uh, oh, and we're recording. Um, <laughs> hey, Jack, how's it going? I'm good, Andrew. How about you? Great. 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 Welcome, welcome back to the Wages of Cinema. Yes, welcome back. Uh, I feel like we've been away a while. It. it I don't That's know because we have been away for a while, Jack. I suppose we have. Uh, I mean, it seems like it's longer, even though I think it's only been maybe a couple of weeks. It's been three weeks. Really? Three weeks? Wow, I'm... I guess I'm totally off on my timing there. That's why we gotta get started. Indeed, let's get right into it and talk about some movies. Now, the first thing that we're gonna talk about are two movies that Andrew and I watched together. Um, Occasionally, uh, actually it's been a tradition for a lot of years, where we'll get together and watch movies that may not be of the best quality. I mean, sometimes we watch good movies, too. Uh, but, but a lot of time we times we watch terrible movies. No, but that might just be statistically how it shakes out. After all, uh, as Roger Ebert said, ninety percent of everything is crap. So <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure ninety percent of everything we've seen has been crap. It's a pretty good estimate. Um, but uh, I think this week uh, we decided on watching movies that had to do with some kind of body horror element. And uh, the two movies, I I suggested one movie because it was something that I saw last year. Right, Jack suggested Tusk, and our friend Matt Catania, he he brought a movie that none of us had really heard of. That uh, I don't think anybody has really heard of. Actually, <laughs> I don't think even the directors heard of it. Um, it's called uh, Penetration Angst, or maybe just Angst, or he he called it Angst. Even though the movie, I think... Matt's is, fancy. Yeah, Matt does that. Matt has certain funny ways of describing movies sometimes that make no sense. Like German. Yeah, it's up with that. And The movie's not even German. It's done in England, right? Yeah, it's certainly an English film, but it's a very low budget... The, the movie was made, I believe, Sub-independent film. Well, well, it was made in 2003, and this was at a time when... Uh, digital filmmaking was in a weird place where um, the only people who were using... It was just starting to be a thing with big filmmakers using digital cameras. And then on the other end of the spectrum, uh, you had really crappy digital quality. Now, there were... This is from the latter. Yeah. Now, there were some directors who used it well. Like Danny Boyle used uh, low-grade cameras for 28 Days Later, for example. Um, but this isn't that case. This is a guy who decided to make a uh, low-budget exploitation film about a... Wait, can I can I talk about what this movie's about? Because I really want to Please do, do because I don't know how to even put it into words. Alright, Penetration Angst is... It's, it's fun to say it that way. I understand why Matt says it that way. Penetration Angst is about a woman who has a vagina that eats men. Yes. And it's not like, you know, it just kind of like it has teeth and goes, ah. it's it basically just sucks them in. No, what the difference is now, um, you might be thinking about the uh, 2008 horror film called Teeth. And that film has more of the proper uh, ven- vagina dentata, which... Are actually, which is actually when you know you stick your thing in the thing and then it goes and jump then something. Now happens. this is different. This is almost more like 
the vagina is more akin to the giant plant from Little Shop of Horrors. It just it's, devours it's, it's a more, person whole. It's more it's more like a toilet, I think, actually. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that when somebody got sucked in, uh, they played a toilet flushing sound. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, this is not a bad idea. It it's not it's, it's, it's not ridiculous, without... but it has some promise. It has... You could make a movie around this, but here's but penetration angst had one good idea and had nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I so it starts with uh, just one uh, vagina suckage, and right <laughs> and, <laughs> and suckage. That's uh, that's a good okay. word to use for this movie. And so then what do you do after that? Basically, you come up with 10 million excuses for people to be inside this woman's vagina. Yeah. I had a visit to a doctor's office and then uh, yeah, all there, sorts there of other that. things. And like, and then like... Uh, to, but there's a certain point uh, where uh, it doesn't even become... That's not even what it's about anymore. No. And they run out of ideas very quickly. Yeah. And even though like they do some good things like, oh, to, to feed her hunger she becomes a prostitute which actually makes sense but then like she stops being a prostitute for some reason well what happens with that now now if my if i remember the movie correctly and the movie doesn't have the best storytelling but uh to say least but what i remember happening though is that she's a prostitute but then she gets like sort of caught by this guy and this guy like ties her to a bed and right, she's and then she and then like that guy gets sucked down the tubes, and then a cop finds her, and the, her cop turns out to be like her one true love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's then right, that's and right. then the movie stops doing anything interesting, <laughs> and then there's a part with Siamese twins and a guy that she knows. Oh God! And then that guy like, and terrible things happen to the. <laughs> oh God! Oh, look, the the problem. Like, all right, here's a. The problem with they the ran movie out is of ideas. well, it's not. Well, it's, well, there's also that. There's also the fact that you know one of the things about you know I mentioned the movie Teeth. That movie was very enjoyable. Again, it had a pretty silly premise, um, but it actually took itself seriously up to a point. It had good actors. It had convincing camera work. It had writing where the characters actually seemed like people. Penetration Angst didn't have that. No, it really just diluted it didn't people, have characters, and it also diluted and it didn't men. Have much this, conflict. Yeah, the movie also, to me, it really went out of its way to have a, for the most part, with maybe one or two little exceptions, it's like all men are bad, all men are complete scum. <laughs> Which, of course, I guess it's an exploitation I, I, movie about a woman's thing that eats people. So maybe that's. You know, and par again, for the it's, it's a whole bunch of excuses of, of how to get men into her vagina, basically. <laughs> well, yeah. of course, everybody's a rapist. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how else would that? How else would you come into contact with a vagina unless that's what you're and doing? And you could have played that in a funny way, like. Yeah, so imagine it, if you know how how hard could it be to keep men away from your vagina? You just have to be cold and uncaring, and no one will want to have sex with you. Or even, and, but then yeah. like if if it had been like against all odds, some someone finding their way into her vagina, that could have been funny. But no, there's no humor to be had here anywhere. No, and it has two of the saddest sex scenes <laughs> that I've ever seen. It's the oh, first time man. I ever saw a sex scene and said, "Wow, now I'm depressed." Yeah, like. 
it, the way that they're executed, the way that the actors just they don't want to be there. It's absolutely. It's not even that. It's just the the writing, the way it's written in the setup, and what happens afterwards. Are, it's just it's just so pathetic. Yeah, and it's not enjoyable <laughs> in even like a trashy way. And and to fi- and to tie up all the loose ends, one of the main characters gets involved in a bank heist. Yeah, and oh. then there's a hostage oh, situation. Oh, you made me remember that. Like. The last act of this movie, to say it goes off the rails is, you know, it's an insult to rails. But you don't even know it's going off the rails because the production levels are so low. You don't even know how ridiculous everything is going on. There's one point where characters intersect with one another, like one plot line intersects for with the, the other. And it happens in a way. Time. Yeah, but it, hap- and it happens in a way where, and I think this happens elsewhere in the movie, it makes no sense why that those characters suddenly collide. Yeah, it's like geographically speaking, it's like you were there and you were there. All of a sudden, you're together. Yeah, the characters meet each other so often at random times. It's yeah. like there are only five people in the British Isles in this movie's universe. <laughs> Who else would you run into? There's yeah. nobody else. No, exactly. And uh, then the re- then everything gets resolved for in the stupidest nonsense for lack of a better word, bullshit way. (laughs) Thank you for... Wow, it takes a lot for you to curse, so that must mean a lot. (laughs) Oh, God. It was... It was kind of There's no other way to describe it. It's the problem, again, you know, this could have been made in... Funny. Imagine if the main woman in the movie... Imagine if it was about how she actually had, like, a steady boyfriend or was even married... Yeah, and she actually. It's about and, her trying to keep, and the husband <laughs> has to kind of put up with, you know, this thing that, you know, uh... <laughs> yes. And you're trying even to, that, and trying to, saying that, and trying funny. to solve the mystery about why do women, dis- why do men disappear into this woman's vagina? Yeah, actually, explain the mystery. That would of have it. been a mystery worth solving. Yes, not you know, that it's ever solved here. Get someone to spelunk in that. Well, sorry. I but the point is this is not a good movie. I mean, I'm not sure like I don't think anyone some... was clamoring to see it, Jack. No. But, uh... No, well, except for Matt Catania. Well, that's understandable. Like <laughs> someone paid money for it. Somebody so somebody paid had to see and it and it did somehow get out there. I don't think that you can really find this movie very easily uh unless if you're really uh, on Unless, the lookout for if you're really, really looking, trash. if you're really looking for a vagina sucking movie, this is the movie you're looking for. But don't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> watch. Uh, I was telling you when we were watching this movie that I mean I haven't seen this movie, but the cinema snob, uh, this internet reviewer did a did a review of this movie from the seventies uh, called Chatterbox, which is about a a vagina that a woman discovers, like she discovers that her vagina talks. See, that's see, that's interesting. Pr- that's pretty funny. I mean, maybe it's not a good movie, but at least you have a good concept there. Well, I hope they did more with it than penetration. Maybe with theirs, but uh, yeah. So penetration. I, I was really hoping. I'm... I was really hoping at the end of that movie that like that one of the main characters would get sucked into her vagina and then he'd meet all the other men who are in there. <laughs> and like there's a there's a bar in there and maybe like a pool table and they're like yeah it's we've a, been trapped in here i mean, well not it's more like a limbo i'd say or actually and, even more than that now this is not to get on a tangent but um in the past week i've been uh, catching up on uh doctor who episodes 
And See, there's... this would have been a good episode. Well, well, no, of no, no. Who. But here's the thing. Well, there's an episode of Doctor Who where um, it's not it's not a great episode, but it's interesting because the episode's not. What era is this from? This is from the David Tennant era. Okay. And the episode is actually about this sort of. I'm not going to call it a fan club, but they're kind of people... The small oh, group the of people, people who know about the Doctor. Oh, like, you've seen this yeah, episode. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like UFO spotters. And, yeah, they, 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 they kind the of have found... They found each other online, and they almost they actually form a band briefly. Yeah. But then there's this like mysterious guy who kind of try, who gets them to uh, try to find the Doctor for him. But then like the people in the group keep on mysteriously disappearing one by one. And at the end of the episode, it's yeah. revealed that... This guy is actually an alien who has sucked up all of the the people in this club into him, and all of their faces are like sticking out of his body in different parts. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, <laughs> see, that's like the kind of thing that you're talking about, though. Yeah. Well, I would have I would have gone for something a little more ridiculous. I mean, that's not ridiculous also enough. in all like their insider uterus where there's like a lounge <laughs> and uh, some beanbag chairs. It's like and there's hell. also like a giant fetus but, in there that's like that's the cause of all the problems and it's like a cosmic space baby or something. <laughs> you know, oh god, man. You know See, I could I don't want I don't want to step on people who make movies, but I could I could have written a better script here. <laughs> I I could have written a better script in my sleep. So in short, penetration angst and uh, it exists. No. It's a thing, but I wouldn't say you should watch it. I also agree. <laughs> Thank All you. right, let's move on but to the other one. But moving on to the other movie, uh, and, let, and, let movie me, and let me talk about this movie, because okay. this is one that I I saw um, back in October originally, and it was released in theaters, but it got, it was kind of, it came and went, because it was one of those things where it, it did get released, but it quickly went away because it didn't make any money. And the movie that I'm talking about is... Tusk, uh, written and directed by Kevin Smith. There was no spider, was there? Yes, there was. A brown recluse. Colloquially called the uh, homo spider. Ah, uh, that's interesting. You saw it. Yeah. You saw the spider? I, I just wish that I had spied the creature before it so viciously attacked you. What did it look like? The arachnid assailant? Yeah. Well, typical spider. A legion of legs, you know, etc., etc. It was very small, though. So small, you might even call it itsy bitsy. The itsy bitsy spider crawled up the water spout. Holy shit! Down came the rain and was the spider out. Let me out of this chair, you fucking psycho! Let me out! Uh, now this movie is uh, well. Let me just explain what the plot of this movie is. It's about these podcasters, and uh, one of them is played by Justin Long. He goes up the to... The other is played by Haley Joel Osment. Yes, he sees his career back. 
<laughs> but anyway, and he looks really weird as an adult. You know he did the voice of... Did you ever hear of the Kingdom Hearts video games? Yeah. He did the voice of the main character. I think he's still doing the voice of the main character well, for the third one. I don't know who one. the main character is. It doesn't matter. It's Haley thought... Joel, Joel Osment. Okay. As a kid or as an adult? Yeah, as a kid. Okay, cool. But he but he still does the voice? I'm pretty sure. He's... So, so they... Well, I'm pretty sure he's yeah, still doing the voice. Yeah, get rid of your ice voice. cube there, man. <laughs> All right, but the point is, well, it, it mostly concerns Justin Long, who uh, does this kind of ridiculous podcast uh, making fun of stuff. And he goes up to Canada to interview this guy who, like, was in a really dumb internet video. But it turns out the guy is dead. So he's still, he's up in Winnipeg. He doesn't know what he's going to do. But then he sees this note on a bathroom in a bar which promises uh, stories of great adventure uh, up in this place in the woods or whatever in Manitoba. And so he goes up to this place, you know, horror movie type of setup, you know, going up into the middle of the woods and this mysterious guy's house. And lo and behold, it's Michael Parks. Uh, and for those no. of you who don't know. Not Michael Parks. No, anything but that. Um, but for those of you who don't know Michael Parks or just need to be reminded... Uh, he was, he, in, was, he in, was the one of the characters in Parks and Recreation. Is that a joke? <laughs> Are you just saying that because his name is Michael Parks? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's not a good joke. No, it was okay. You, you tried. Uh, well, I laughed just because I was like, I don't know what to do with that. But All right, no, but he's been in a lot of Tarantino movies. He plays the sheriff in From Dust Till Dawn. Kill Bill, Grindhouse, and uh, Kevin Smith saw those movies and cast him in Red State, where he played oh, yeah. uh, the preacher uh, who runs this evangelical church. Another Kevin Smith movie that kind of came and went. Yeah, well, no, well, that that one didn't exactly because it never really got released properly. He toured that movie and did like a special kind of thing with it because he's like, forget studios, I'm going to be all independent and I'm going to be you know i'm not gonna involve the man i'm just gonna rent out giant theaters and show my movie and do q a's like all independent and thus the do. man was defeated forever i don't know about that <laughs> but anyway but michael parks plays this guy uh who uh you know has justin long over his house and uh you know talks to him about how he Traveled the world, etc. Met, met Ernest Hemingway and did this and that, but he also had this kind of uh, adventure in the in the seas. Now Justin Long's hearing this, but he doesn't notice that his tea's been spiked. He gets knocked out, and it turns out Michael Parks is a little crazy. He's a little bit crazy, and uh, his thing Agreed. is that he likes to turn people into walruses. Uh, and you know he kind of looks at the walrus as the most noble creature uh, in, <laughs> in the world. And uh, so he proceeds to turn Justin Long into a walrus, using his skin as uh, the suit. Right. Now, um, plot aside, I am glad this movie was made. <laughs> See, now this is a movie, though, that you could say, unlike Penetration Angst, this actually, he it does do something with its premise. Of its premise he i i really and i was so amazed by this movie see the thing about this for me when i saw red state there was a lot of hype with that movie that oh oh man this is kevin smith doing something really different this is 
him doing this, you know, down and dirty thriller. Which, to his credit, it is. It is, but it's also, it was also kind of, to me, kind of generic. Like, past the Michael Park scenes, which are great, you know, the, the kind of standoff that happens between, like, the 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 ATF and the evangelical church. He was trying to think, oh, I'm making this really big point by the evangelical church is bad. Well, no shit. Well, those people were bad, yeah. <laughs> they were bad. Um, but it just, it didn't impress me as much as I expected. It's still a good movie, but well, it's is, not... is, is is that more or less because of your expectations? Or is it because Maybe there's so. some sort of flaw in the movie? Um, I, I saw that... Uh, I saw that on DVD, you know, in yeah. one of our movie nights, and some and there uh, there are some parts of it that I don't I don't understand like certain plot points. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, though, it's a very memorable movie. It's it sticks out in my mind. Oh yeah, pretty well. I remember. It oh no, I do too. Well, I do too. Uh, and a yeah. large part of that is Mike, Michael Parks and the fact that you know it doesn't look like other Kevin Smith movies. He actually put some thought and work into shooting it, where he usually just kind of you know, puts a camera down, has his actors speak his lines. And, you know, he's a hell of a writer, so that helps. But this movie, I felt like he really went all out and did something just, you know, it's now, like, where did that come from? Now, let's talk about that, because it's a very strange movie, which I love. Yeah. But I, but, uh, and I don't want to spoil the ending, but this has a lot to do with the ending. Okay. And I think, I think, I thought about Tusk, a few days after I'd seen it, and I realized uh, that there is one kind of flaw with this movie. Okay. And it, that it can't decide on what its tone is. See, to me, I think that it kind of knew that this is a really super dark comedy along the lines of, like, like early David Cronenberg or uh, some of, like, the the weirder David Lynch movies. I felt that was sort of the tone that he was going for, maybe well, more than anything else. Now, is he hundred percent successful? I don't know. But I don't feel like I don't feel like the movie is decided on its tone because it's either you can either do this as a super serious kind of movie and make it even more ridi- ridiculous and have everybody play it straight, or you can have this be a very dark comedy. Hmm. Now, the problem with it being the problem with it being super serious is that everything in it is ludicrous <laughs> and you can, you can act as serious as you want, but it's still going to fall flat because you're going to look at these actors and say, do you realize what you're saying right now? Can't we, can't we crack? Can't you do, make like a little wink to the camera or something like that? Can't you lighten up a little bit? Uh, but then, and if you want to do a dark comedy, you have to light, lighten it up. But at the end, it doesn't have. It's a very serious ending. It's a we. It's a weird ending. It's to me. It, it, it's well, like it makes sense in a certain I won't way. Say, but I won't spoil it. For but people, it's very but. serious in tone. And I think at that moment you needed something to lighten it up, because you you have this you have this ending where you find out what happens to the main character, and then this very touching spiritual uplifting music very serious goes over the credits and I'm like well yeah that's kind of a bummer isn't there any can't the weird, you like make us laugh see, at see this the weird thing to, the weird thing to me seeing the movie again now when i saw it in theaters i left and and i was like i love this movie i love this movie so much the second time i saw it 
I saw some a few more issues than I did the first time, and one of the weird things that I didn't really know to, that I was supposed to do was to stay until the end of the credits. And without saying what happens in the in the end credits, um, you find out the the genesis of this idea. Yeah, you get more in depth of it now. I and I think I can spoil it because frankly, it's not a major plot. Point. No, well, well, basically the whole movie began because Kevin Smith and his producing partner Scott Mosier do their own podcast called the Smodcast, and on one of their episodes they talked about a story of this man who um, actually advertised in England for a roommate, and the condition was, you know, I have to put you in a walrus costume. And Kevin Smith, and they, and they, having they... a brain that was, you know, he's constantly on weed these days, uh, kind of had this free association thing where he talked out a story that was basically the story of the movie, and then he asked people on Twitter, all right, um... If you want to see this movie happen, you know, put hashtag walrus yes. And he got, I don't know how many people, but a lot of people doing that. And he's like, okay, I'm going to make this movie. And he got 20 people. He said, <laughs> screw you, I'm still making the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You but, people um, don't know what you want. I'm going to yeah, show you. I, to me, this is another thing where, I mean, talking about what the movie does, though. Again, I bring up Michael Parks, because Michael Parks is fantastic in this movie he is he you know steals off his scenes there is one scene that seesaws between being legitimate dark comedy and almost having a kind of like a sweet sadness to it uh i'm not gonna say what it is but it's he really digs into this role of this guy and um there's also another actor who pops up in the movie and i don't know if should we spoil who it is? Nah, let because him find he, out. Just, you know, because... And this is one of those things, too, where I like him in the movie. I think that it's like seeing the movie again, it made the movie drag a little bit more than like the first time I saw it. The, there are a few scenes in this movie that go a little too long. Yeah, it's... You know, Kevin Smith edits his own movies. So this is the kind of case where you have a filmmaker who... You know, God bless him, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, at a certain point, is there someone who's going to tell him, no, maybe don't do that? Yeah. But, again, though... It's not going to be me. No, but, you know, really, a really enjoyable, uh, uh, t for lack of a better term, uh, mind fuck of a movie. I'll, I'll say it's it's not funny enough to be a dark comedy, it's not serious enough to be kind of a tragedy, but it's... Uh, it's a unique movie, and it was very entertaining. So for all my problems with it, I'd watch it again. I'd yeah. recommend it to anybody. Yeah, well, me too. Right, and maybe also, not anybody, but and if nothing else, it will get the song "Tusk" by Fleetwood Mac stuck in your head for days, which is a good thing. Yes, it is.